Welcome to the weekly podcast from the Executive Director of the Arkansas Economic Development Commission, Mike Preston. Each week, Mike discusses economic development issues important to Arkansas and the entire country. Welcome to the Arkansas Economic Development Commission podcast featuring Executive Director Mike Preston. This week, we're going to talk about China. And Mike, you just returned from China and you know, much of the world's economy, it's no secret, depends a great deal on China and what happens there. And of late, the United States has benefited from some new foreign investment strategy adopt, adopted rather by the Chinese government-owned corporations. Address, if you will, how this is impacting the U.S. economy. Sure, great question. You know, um, we had a great trip to China. It's, uh, it's good to be back in the U.S., but uh, uh, each time we go there, we learn that there's just so many opportunities for uh, for the U.S. and the China continue to do, uh, to do business together, and really it's on the investment side from from China. Obviously, Arkansas, uh, and in general, has a good presence in China with uh, Walmart having uh, nearly 500 stores in the country, uh, Tyson with facilities over there. So uh, we have U.S. investment and specifically Arkansas investment in China. Uh, and I see both of those companies doing very well and continuing to grow, and we hope to get more Arkansas companies uh, in China doing business. But on the other side of that, uh, there's potential uh, for lots of uh, growth and more foreign direct investment from uh, Chinese companies coming into the U.S. Uh, last year, we did a big deal with um, uh, Sun Paper uh, of Shandong Province, and they're going to be building a biomass uh, products facility uh, in South Arkansas. Uh, this year, we were able to do an, an investment with a company called Tian Yuan, which is a garment uh, manufacturer who is now coming back to the U.S. Uh, and will represent one of the first um, uh, garment manufacturers coming back to the U.S. and uh, actually producing garments uh, in the U.S. So uh, it's a good opportunity because they're looking at the U.S. right now as a, as a market in which uh, uh, is stable for them to invest. Uh, the Chinese government, uh, President Xi, has encouraged uh, additional investment. Uh, their growth was at 7% last year, uh, which in China's terms in the last 20 years uh, is very low. Uh, I think 7% growth would be welcomed right now in the U.S., but in China's uh, perspective of where they've been, uh, that's uh, currently slowing down. So uh, they need to look at other markets and other opportunities for their investments. So that's why uh, President Xi has made the initiative for uh, Chinese companies to start looking outside of their, uh, outside of their borders and looking for other country, uh, countries to invest in. You just spoke to the uh, the fact that the Chinese economy has started to slow just a little bit, or showing some signs of it. How do how do concerns such as that affect uh, business development opportunities in the United States or or anywhere else in the world? Well, if anything, I think it's more of an opportunity for us in the fact that now we can try to capitalize on on, on the slowing of their economy because so much of it was done right there within their uh, within their own borders with 1.3 mil, uh, 1.3 billion people. Uh, you know, they had this the means and the wherewithal to uh, to drive such growth. Uh, now that they've kind of run up a, a, against, um, you know, forgive the pun, a wall, but they are uh, uh, looking outside of their borders now. Uh, and the U.S. is that market that they want to come to. Uh, they want to tap into the North American market because they see it as a growth market. We are, a, you know, a market just in the U.S. of 300 million people. Uh, we are still the largest economy in the world. Uh, so it makes sense for them to want to be here. They want to be centrally located in the United States so they can reach all the North American markets. So we can uh, have that potential to go in and uh, uh, continue um, uh, to use our manufacturing base, our logistics uh, hub uh, as leverage for us to bring in these Chinese companies and they can look for uh, a home in the U.S. But uh, overall, uh, you know, 
the U.S. continues to be the world's superpower. It's leading, you know, economic driver. Uh, but right behind us is China. China is coming on very strong as the, the second strongest economy in the world. And, uh, and as China goes, so it uh, goes a lot of the markets. Uh, so it's important that we pay attention to what's going on in China, that we continue to build those relationships uh, and try to bring in more investment. You may be repetitive when I ask you this question, but <clears throat> when you visit with those officials in China, uh, what is it that they're looking for from the United States that they can't get in their own country or any other country for that matter? Mm -hmm. Well, it, um, you know, some of it uh, comes down to resources. Uh, if you look back to, as I mentioned before, Sun Paper, uh, the reason they're looking at North America and, and specifically in the, the Southeast United States is because we have a great timber basket. We have the resources uh, that they've run out uh, of the, um, uh, the resources, the raw materials that they need uh, in their country. They have enough to sustain uh, where they're at, but, you know, just sustaining a business isn't getting ahead. You need to continue to grow your business. So they're looking at uh, tapping into European markets as well as others. Uh, and if they want to be able to do that, they need the resources to do it. So uh, that's why the U.S. was uh, attractive to them. Uh, so the resources, uh, obviously being uh, close to the market, um, you know, shipping back from China, the shipping cost and some of the trade restrictions make it much more difficult uh, to get product from China back into the U.S. So they're looking at it. And is there uh, wage rates continue to rise. Uh, uh, the cost becomes that much more competitive. Uh, when you can take shipping out of the equation, then all of a sudden you uh, are, are very competitive in overall terms of, um, of cost production. So uh, if you can be close to that market and, and distribute your product, uh, then that's making the U.S. very attractive. I know one of the issues that you were planning to discuss when you were in China had to do with uh, the difficulty it takes to get some American agricultural products. Mm -hmm. into China. Um, speak a little bit about that and, and where you see that going in the future. Sure. We were you know, fortunate enough to be able to, to meet with some very high-level government officials to talk about um, uh, trading on, in our agricultural uh, exports and uh, particularly in the, in the rice uh, industry. Uh, Arkansas continues to lead the nation in rice production and uh, we want to open more opportunities and markets for our farmers here in Arkansas that they can continue to grow their business. Um, one of the issues right now is a cytosanitary agreement between the U.S. and China uh, on rice. Uh, all the terms have been agreed to. It has been signed by the U.S. government and we're just waiting now on the Chinese government to sign it. Uh, so we were able to, uh, to make that case uh, put some leverage onto the, the Chinese uh, government officials that we met with, how important it is, and that we'd certainly love the opportunity to, uh, to come into their market. And, you know, they, they grow their own rice there, but when you have a population of 1.3 billion, uh, their tourism industry continues to grow. And uh, we have very good quality rice in Arkansas, and there's a, a standard, especially when people traveling, they want to have good quality rice. Uh, they see Arkansas rice as a, as a good means to do that. So, uh, it was good conversations, and then obviously the other uh, big issue in agriculture for us is uh, in the poultry industry. Uh, there's restrictions both ways on Chinese poultry coming in the U.S., but uh, U.S. poultry going into uh, to China. So I think that one's going to be a little bit bigger of a lift, but we were certainly able to open some dialogue, begin those conversations, uh, assure them that uh, the avian flu outbreak uh, from about a year and a half ago, I think in Missouri uh, in Indiana, is completely contained. It's no longer an issue. It's not a threat. We talked about how we uh, handle issues like avian flu and how it's quarantined and how they shouldn't uh, you know, stop trading with an entire country because there's an isolated incident in one region of the uh, of the United States that it doesn't affect the entire uh, population as a whole. 
Uh, but I think we're able to get that message across. It's still a lot of work to be done. We'll be doing some follow-up as well with the, our federal government, our, our U.S. Department of Agriculture, uh, to make sure that we can get our message across and really help our farmers here in Arkansas. And Mike, if you can crack that nut for Arkansas, the rest of the United States will benefit from that as well. Sure. Um, the whole U.S. will benefit from that, and i just like to see Arkansas leading the way in doing it. Okay, that concludes our second podcast on China. We're going to talk again about China next week. We're going to focus more on relationship building and how that's been important to economic development. And that'll be next week on this AEDC podcast. This has been the weekly podcast from the Arkansas Economic Development Commission and Executive Director Mike Preston. We'll return with another important economic development discussion next week.